What's up? What's up? What is up? It's the last Friday of the year, 2021. And who, who else would you want to see in your last Friday of the year other than the Ball Hog Sports Talk crew? Coming to you live. You know how we do it. Rough, rugged, and raw. It's sports business entertainment. We've been doing it every Friday in 2021. And so we're going to do it again on the last Friday. Today's episode is grand closing, grand opening. That's right. We switched it up a little bit, that famous bar, because we do have a grand closing, which is has been a, a crazy year, 2021. Um, in all seriousness, before we get into our foolishness, uh, we do want to wish everyone just the... Uh, best and, and 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 brightest 2022. We know that so many people have dealt with tragedy and dealt with loss in 2021. Uh, the number of celebrities that have died have just been countless. Uh, you know, John Madden died th uh, this week. Uh, we've just had so much loss in 2021, and he's just the the, the latest of, of people and names that we have on that list of people that we've lost tragically in 2021. Uh, so in all seriousness, we say from the Ball Hawk Sports Talk, we wish you nothing but the best in 2022. Throughout all of, of the tragedy and all of the loss, we hope that you embrace and are thankful for the things that we all, uh, the blessings that we all have bestowed upon us. Uh, and with that, we're going to get into the show because it's been some bold games, y'all. We got a few more going up. We have a guest today. Yes, we brought on a guest. How dare I not talk some, some college football madness uh, because there's a particular game that's going to happen tomorrow between Oklahoma State and Notre Dame that I'm well, well vested in. And interested in to have a guest that's going to come. He's going to deliver some funk when it comes to Oklahoma State. Uh, and then the rest of the crew will be here. Uh, grand closing, grand opening. Y'all, it has been a tumultuous year. But 2022 is near, y'all. So let's let's focus on the grand opening after this grand closing. Last day of the year, uh, 2021. We're about to get into 2022. It's the Ball Hawk Sports Talk with your boy, B. Brown, ESQ, a.k.a. the Ball Hawk, a.k.a. the Michael South, a.k.a. Mr. Excessive Celebration, a.k.a. Breezy. The crew is about to join me. Y'all don't want to miss this one. It's going to be extra foolishness, y'all. Strap on your seatbelt and let's go. Wake up, wake up, wake up, and stay woke, because this is the Ball Hawk Sports Talk with your boy, B. Brown, ESQ, a.k.a. the Ball Hog, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South. This is the place where sports, business, and entertainment collide. And we're going to give it to you rough, rugged, and raw. So come get you a spoonful, like some grits with butter and salt. You know how we do it in the South, y'all. Make sure you do not get caught in your feelings. Strap on your seatbelt. And enjoy the ride. Come on, let's go, 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 go. Yeah, you know what it is, man. It's the Ball Hawk Sports Talk. The whole crew here. I already told you who I am. It's B. Brown, ESQ, a.k.a. the Ball Hawk, a.k.a. the Mouth of South, a.k.a. Mr. Accept Celebration, a.k.a. Breezy. Here with the crew, starting off with my man, the Big Flow Show. What up? What's good, America? Happy New Year. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Festivus, all that good stuff. Let's go. You got all of them wrapped up in it. I like it. To. If, if I got you, then it's probably not that important to me. <laughs> you might be an off-brand. You, 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 know, off you got the generic oh, joint. You, you're not one of them. You, you're a generic brand. Uh, what's up with you there, ETP Elster, producer? How are you, my brother? 
I'm good, man. I'm good. Happy New Year. I'm just uh, looking forward to my big party in the living room tonight. It's a party in the living room. Uh, in all <laughs> I will come, but I'm going to have the same party. I'm, I'm looking at my party. <laughs> we, oh, duplicate word. parties, man. Y'all make sure y'all safe promoters. out there. <laughs> it's safe out there, man, because this is a particular virus that's been going around. Uh, and this Omicron variant. We had Delta, now we got Omicron. It's like a whole fraternity, man. Like Delta, Omicron, all these variants suggest to me that your plan of staying home in your living room, ETP, is one that should be contagious. Everybody stay home and let's get through this thing. Grand closing of 2021 is going to lead to a grand opening of 2022. Y'all ready for it, man? It's going to be our year. It's yes, gonna, sir. Y'all, y'all set for it. Uh, have y'all been a, a part of that group of people that, that always talks about what you're going to do in the new year? And, and uh, you know, it, it's going to be, uh, I'm I'm leaving all my baggage in 2021. Yeah, all my bad. What what are you going to do in 2022 that you didn't do in 2021 that you're going to lie about, but we're going to listen to your lie? What you going to do in 2022? Anything particular? Yeah, my, my New Year's resolution every year is to have a really good Halloween costume and every so year nice. never works. <laughs> I always, you got a few months, man. I you, you, you can get leave it unfulfilled. Unfulfilled. Oh, How about you, Big Flow Show, before we hop in, anything in 2022, what are you looking forward to? What is going to be included in your grand opening when it comes to 2022, my brother? You know, we should, we should stop fat shaming ourselves, but I'm going to fat shame myself. I'm going to become sexier. In the new year, so sexier, just sexier. So you know, I'm gonna either lose weight or gain weight, and you'll find out what my definition of sexy is when you see what I do. I like it, man. Cue the Drake song. I'm too sexy for. Go ahead with your bad self. Let's do this. But 2022, uh, I don't have any New Year's resolutions, man. I don't like to make them, man. But I do want to love more, appreciate more, and just be present in the moment. Because what 2021 and the year before that has taught us is that tomorrow is not promised. So uh, in the spirit of that, let's take full advantage of the right now. And the right now moment is college football mania. I'm talking about anybody, everybody got a bowl game. And so many uh, uh, sports purists have suggested that that's a bad thing. That it dilutes the quality of the game. And I was, you know, I tend to agree to that to a certain degree because it's like everybody gets a trophy. Not everybody should go to a bowl game, right? There's some 500 teams that need to go home and and go fishing. But the more I have watched, because this pandemic has allowed me to uh, take advantage of the living room, the more I have watched the bowl games that we have seen, the more I am backing away from it. I think it's good that we have all of these bowl games. I think it's good that we have... Uh, the opportunity to see more talent, to see so many of the young players getting opportunities that they did not get during the year. Maybe it's because of injuries. Maybe because but because some of the seniors have made business decisions and opted out. Uh, who knew that we'd have that term? Opted out of the bowl game. Uh, I'm liking what I see, man. And and last night, well, yesterday, all day was good football. Uh, it ended with the Peach Bowl, Michigan State on a pick six, uh, defeats Pittsburgh. Great game. Uh, the quarterback did not play picket. So, and then the backup got hurt after scoring, uh, the first possession or, or whatever. Uh, so we got the third string quarterback through his first college touchdown in that game. And I enjoyed what I saw, man. Pittsburgh almost pulled it off. Michigan state won, but the game of the day to me was the music city bowl. Uh, Purdue beats Tennessee, sending the sec to one and five in the bowl season. 
the big bad SEC at one and five, Trash. one and five uh, in bowl seasons. And uh, Tennessee might have got robbed, but they they claim they blew the whistle because of uh, for progress it, it ended. But great games. Any, thus far, what's been your favorite bowl game, favorite bowl moment before we get into today and tomorrow's bowl games? What have you seen so far worth discussing when it comes to bowl mania? I'm going to go Michigan State last night. You know, uh, personal connection to Peyton Thorne and and, uh, and Reed, uh, two kids that grew up the in quarterback and receiver. Quarterback, quarterback and receiver. They, they, they got together on the go-ahead uh, – Go ahead, touchdown at the end. They've been playing together since youth football. Great story. They've switched schools together. Great families, great kids. Uh, love to see it. Uh, I don't care what quarterback they was on. They still weren't going to beat Michigan State. Um, now that I'm part of the Big Ten, I got a root for the Big Ten. They've been killing doing that. Uh, I do think that the, I do think his progress was stopped at Purdue. And shame on the running back for not reaching the ball out earlier. I don't know what he was waiting on. So that's on him. So I, I they were they weren't robbed. You can't hold. You don't on think to them they were robbed? Right. Nah, I mean you're on defense. You got the dude stopped, and then at the end you feel like you know you kind of have that clock in your mind. You have them stopped. You're holding them down. Yeah, you know. And then the dude is rushing in already. He didn't blow the whistle, but he rushing in. Then he just reaches out. I just don't understand why the running back didn't reach the ball out before from the very beginning. If you could have re- yeah, if, if you were able to do that it, uh, at it was any point, to you. Yeah, why not do it as early as possible to get the touchdown? Uh, ETP, anything stuck out so far from College Bowl Mania? Before we hop into some discussion, and we got a guest talking about this Notre Dame-Oklahoma State game in the Fiesta Bowl, Marcus Freeman era to begin. Before we get into that, because I'm excited about it. As you can tell, I'm excited about that Fiesta Bowl. You know what I mean? Anything else to date that you have seen in Bowl Mania worth discussing? It's not worth discussing, but the only thing that's been sticking out in my mind is – the cancellations or the swapping of teams, you know, UCLA was about to get on the field and they canceled the holiday bowl. It's crazy yeah. times, but I'm just hoping I'm hoping today with the, you know, the two playoff games, the semifinals, everything goes smoothly and there's no COVID forfeiture and everything just stays on track. So it's all, At this it's point, all the damage is done. Like, because we thought last week and just to show you how crazy the week can be, we thought last week, the, the, the Hawaii bowl, we thought that that was as, as as extreme as we had ever seen, right? That that a team, Memphis, can fly out to Hawaii and just to hear that the game is canceled, and that was a few days, four days prior uh, to the the game, right? And then it got more extreme this week. Three hours before the game, they canceled the Holiday Bowl. It was like, nah, UCLA was like, nah, we ain't gonna be. The damage is done, and, yeah, and I don't want to be insensitive about it. Don't be first. canceling no games, right? Man, let them play. Whoever yeah. got COVID at that point got COVID. Let yeah. them play. That's hard. That's hard, man. You because you know they all they're all dressed, they all warmed up, they gone through. You know they went through their preparation. That's that's terrible. You basically just. You know, started the engine and now it's just like, all right, go home. Feels you're not out. hitting, you're not At hitting nobody today, too, right? Because I think they all canceled. There's enough players that could play, but they just want to take the L. But you're out there, give the young kids a chance. Put your asterisk yeah. on there. Let yeah. them get out there and do something. Get ready. We'll see, man. We'll see. What's up, Popo? Hey, like we ask you every week, please like, please comment, please share. Tag a friend, tag a foe. We have a guest coming up. And I want to make sure y'all tag y'all friends now. If there's anybody from the South Bend area that could be listening, you want to tag in. We have a South Bend celebrity coming. 
He's more celebrity beyond beyond just South Bend, but but especially in South Bend. This is where I met this gentleman, played for Oklahoma State, and he thinks Oklahoma State is going to win this game against the, the Fiesta Bowl against the Irish tomorrow. No, um, no. But we got a few things to discuss when it comes to that. So make sure you tag a friend, tag a foe, tag anybody that you know. Please subscribe in the YouTube space. Please subscribe to the podcast because we about to get in. My man Papa, what's up, man? He's been a diehard Michigan fan, even from Fort Lauderdale, but – but but been a diehard Michigan fan. Thank you for listening, man. He says to me, "How about the Wolverines, baby?" And look, I would never say go. You know what? A particular color, but I am I am hoping that the Wolverines can add to yet another loss for the SEC because they are one in five right now. I'm hoping as of tonight they'll be one in seven. Cincinnati is going to do the unthinkable. I already made that prediction, and I do think that the, the Wolverines, if they if they run the ball well, control the clock. They got a chance against Georgia. They got a chance. And I'm I, I'm going to leave it there, man. That's as much as I can give you, Popo, because I don't, I, don't, I don't rock with that team from Ann Arbor like that. But I, I'm rocking with y'all today. Rock with y'all today. But that that's tonight. There's a particular game tomorrow. I think it's the opener, 1 p.m., so that's probably the first game. But there's a particular era that will be starting tomorrow. The Marcus Freeman area, 35-year-old young brother, man. Going to go out and lead the Irish to their first victory. But there's somebody that was, is here as a guest on the Ballhawks Sports Talk that thinks that it might end a different way with no further ado. Like I said, y'all, make sure y'all tag y'all friends. Here we go, man. Bring on my man, uh, Andre Owens is in the building. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Andre Owens is, I'm going to give you a quick background, man. You see he's rocking the Oklahoma State shirt. Uh from, from uh, South Bend, Indiana, was a legend there. Went on to go play uh, point guard for Oklahoma State. And not only did he play point guard, but he led that team to the Final Four in 1995. That's the one that had big country on it. Um, but but for me in South Bend, at the time, I was in South Bend. So I got to hear from all, all – at the barbershop, in the grocery store, I got to hear from anybody and everybody in South Bend about this point guard that's at Oklahoma State. Uh, he came back to South Bend while I, uh, when I was done playing, I came back to law school. We forged a friendship then and remained friends throughout, man. Uh, a great young man, uh, a great leader in his community, was a great point guard. Um, but the only thing he is not is a great predictor of, 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 of bowl games because he thinks tomorrow is going to end differently than I think. What's up, Dre? How you doing, brother? Be Brown. How you feeling, man? I'm good, man. All is well. Good, man. Good, good, good. Love it, love it, love it, and love it. Uh, so I see you got on that orange shirt. What you think going to happen tomorrow, man? I'm going to let you lead because you are our guest. And, and, and you know, I'm from South Florida. You from South Bend. And we right, both right. got those. We got hospitality is at the top of our, 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 our factors in terms of who we are. So I got to let you go first. What you think going to happen tomorrow? So my thing is, B. Brown, I, you know, I'm a huge Notre Dame fan. I grew up here in South Bend, and so – I've been watching Notre Dame football all my life. And then, of course, I got a chance to watch you play when you was playing outstanding uh, as a receiver. And uh, thank you, brother. I, you know, my thing is, man, it's, it's I'm going to win and I'm going to lose tomorrow. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but I, I just uh, I love OSU, man. I love what they represent. I love what Gundy is doing. Um I just hope that he can he can pull this this game off, you know, because it's been a lot of speculation uh, about if Gundy can can win the big games, you know what I mean. So, right, right. Uh, I'm just looking for a good game, man. Going into yeah. the new year, uh, 2021 uh, has been a little doozy, man. It's been crazy uh, with all this uh, sickness going around and and 
So I'm just hoping that New Year's Day is going to be a real special game when it starts out at 1 o'clock tomorrow. Amen to that, man. Grand closing, grand opening. The grand opening starts with, I think, is going to be the premier game of all college football. Uh, We have the semifinals today, but Mike Gundy has gone to a bowl game 15 consecutive years. And Mm -hmm. while they haven't been the biggest bowl games, all of them, he's 10 and 5 in those 15 years. And so he has been, the detractors have said he doesn't win the big game. Uh, You know, he, he lost the Big 12 championship. Uh, and if he would have won, you know, they would have had an argument. They would have had an yeah. argument to be in that four, maybe replacing Cincinnati. So uh, Mike Gundy has that heat. But but do you think that 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 when you think of pressure, because there's a little pressure on the other side too, Marcus Freeman in his first game ever as a coach. Right. Who do you think has more pressure? Is it Mike Gundy to to get over the the the, the hump, if you will, and win the air quote big game? Or is it Marcus Freeman in his first game ever as a coach, head coach of the University of Notre Dame with all eyes watching at one o'clock? We all going to be finally up from our drunkenness. We're going we gonna to have had something to eat. By one o'clock, everybody's watching. Who do you think has more pressure on? Ooh, man, that's a tough one, man. Um, you know, like I said, it's, it's been speculation about Gundy winning the big game. And as you mentioned, we lost the the Big 12 championship, which was a really good game. Um, I don't think Freeman has a whole lot of pressure. I think he just goes in as as who he's been all year long with them. I think the guys trust in him, man. They believe in him. And obviously, uh, the university believes in him because they they named him head coach, you know, kind of right away. So, yeah. Um, I really don't see as much pressure being on him as it is Gundy right now. And, and, you know, we just extended Gundy's contract too. You know what I mean? So, okay. Um, he, he definitely needs to pull this one off. He, he, this is a, this is a must win. I think for him, as far as Freeman, he's got time to do his thing, you know, in the future. So, right. um, he just has to go in doing what he's been doing all year long with those guys. Um, and then those guys got to go out and perform for him. So I, I know that uh, you were even trying to get a shirt that had both Notre Dame and Oklahoma State on it because you have been a supporter of Notre Dame since you were, you know, knee-high to a duck. Uh, and, and and I say this publicly, thank you for always embracing me, man. You looked out for me while I was there in town. People okay. don't know that, that Notre Dame is set up in an interesting way, man. And certain people that go and play University of Notre Dame, play football in Notre Dame, they never really get the full experience that I got. I got the full experience, man. Right. Uh, not only Dre, but so many others in South Bend embraced me and took care of me, man. And, and, and I say publicly, thank you for that. Um, but I know that you're kind of torn, that. man. You're kind of torn in the sense that, you know, you, you see these these two programs um, both needing a win. So you, you, you're kind of torn. I ask you this in the sense that we both lost coaches. Right, you guys lost your defensive coordinator who who right. had an amazing, amazing defense this year. Yeah, uh, a, a very good defense. They led in almost all categories. I think they're number two overall. Um, but the D coordinator got hired away from you, and he's going to be going to I think Ohio State. Um, we lost a coach in Brian Kelly, our head coach, and you know that was well documented. Uh, from the the South Bend resident side you know the the people who really are 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 there on the ground seeing everything that notre dame provides to the community and takes away from the community to be fair uh, both 
what did y'all think when Brian Kelly left? Because Brian Kelly and Mike Gundy were the two coaches you think about that were mainstays. Like, like yeah. you, you didn't think they were going to be moving around. Brian Kelly was in that category before he surprised everybody and just left and went to LSU. Mike right. Gundy has been the same way on the Oklahoma State side. Uh, what, what what was being discussed in the community? Were you surprised that that, that Brian Kelly left? And what do you think uh, happens from here uh, in terms of uh, Marcus Freeman's era? Man, you know, me personally, um, it, it was a bit surprising for me personally. But at the same time, if you know Brian Kelly, that's kind of his M.O., right? I mean, he, he left Cincinnati when they were, what, 12-0 and 0 or something like that? 11-0? Yep, yep. A few years back, they were going to a big bowl game, and he left. Yeah. Um, and before he was at the University of Cincinnati, I, I believe, if I did my research correctly, he left another program uh, in, that Valley, similar, right. in that similar yeah. sense. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so that's kind of his track record. Um, but as far as the community, there was a lot of people disappointed. It was a lot of people that it, it they didn't see it coming. Um, it, it definitely was, uh, it, it blew a lot of people's mind. Um, it was a lot of people upset, you know, and that's how it is. You know, when you, when you start believing in a coach or a system that a coach has set in place and has been pretty successful with, you just don't see those type of things happening. You know, they just, they just kind of happen right, right away, like in an instant. And so, uh, it was definitely hard for a lot of people, I think, in the community. Um, but, you know, like I said, for me, it, it's his MO, man. It's his track record. So, so, so it on is that same, what it is. in that same token, I asked then, right? So, there's the Brian Kelly statement that ends with a period. The next sentence, then, we discussed the Marcus Freeman era. Right. And as, as, as a, a, a you know, a, a, a black man, a leader in a community, someone that has seen the evolution of what it means to be, you know, uh, uh, on Notre Dame's campus, whether as a coach or as a student, be, be, be a person of, of, of color, minority on campus. And, you know, and I know not everybody, it sort of engages with the community beyond right. the campus. Um, right. You know, real recognized, real man. From the day we met each other, we've been cool, bro. And, and, yeah. and I appreciate that. That's not everybody. I would love to hear what you you have heard in terms of the community's response in Notre Dame being willing to hire this young brother because we saw when Tyrone Willingham was hired. It didn't right. end well. It did not right. end well at all. But now you got a 35-year-old young brother who Notre Dame has given the keys to the kingdom. They gave him the keys to the kingdom. How has the community responded to that hire and what it means beyond just it being Marcus Freeman, but being a young black man, 35 years old, being a head coach at University of Notre Dame, which is one of the most prominent positions in all of America, not just in football. Being a head yeah. coach of, of, of Notre Dame is a prominent position. The 35-year-old black man is in that role now. How's the community responded? Have you seen any any, any response um, there too? And you know what? A lot of people are liking it, man. Um, you know, they they've they've seen what he's done. Um, in the locker room, he they've seen what he's done um, on the field as far as um, coaching those guys. Um, and I think they believe in what he can bring to the table. You know, he's young, he's motivated, uh, he knows football, um, and he understands what the community and, and the university is looking for, I think. And so it's very family-oriented um, as far as Notre Dame. 
but a lot of the community, I think, really believes in what he's going to bring to the table. And so that's awesome. Um, I just look forward to seeing what he's going to do. Um, and I just hope that they give him time to really, um, you know, put his program. You know, once you're a head coach, everyone has a system. You know what I mean? And so I hope they give him uh, enough time to really implant his system, you know, put it, put his system into place and let it work and see what he can do as far as bringing in recruits and, and getting the job done. So. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I love to hear it, man. Uh, if you, if you just joined us, we're here on the ball Hawks sports talk. We got my man, Andre Owens, who was the point guard of that 1995 final four Oklahoma state team, but born and raised in South Bend, Indiana. So he's always followed Notre Dame football, uh, Riley high school grad, uh, and did y'all win it all when you were at Riley? Did y'all win the states? No, man, we went semi-state. So, you know, back then it was just one state championship. You know, they didn't have division championships. Right. <clears throat> so if you were 1A or 5A, if you couldn't make it, you couldn't make it. So, but uh, it was tough. Ball was tough back in the day. You know, I played with Big Dog and a few of those guys. I think, as a matter of fact, Big Dog, they won it and Gary uh my senior year because we graduated the same year and we played AU and Indiana All-Star together. So uh it was a little tougher back then. So I'm but sure we went still- semi state, man. We went semi state. We made a good run. I'm sure you're still tapped into um Indiana basketball. We're gonna move on topic wise. I wanted to ask you about a few things, but um I see my man Jay Nivey is doing his thing. They talking about he might be a top five pick man uh uh you know South Bend guy who yeah. uh, Neil Ivy's uh, son. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Who, who, who else do, should we be looking for? Indiana basketball prospects that we should be looking out for? Anybody that comes to mind before we I'm, I'm well, going to hold on to you for a little bit and ask you a few more questions. But anybody else we sh- should we be looking for? You definitely want to look out for my man, Blake Wesley, man. He's a, you know, I coached him in high school. I know his family very well. He's a uh, freshman dad, at Notre Dame, right? He's a freshman at Notre Dame. Uh, I thought it was interesting. He, he and uh, Jay Ivey both had highlights in the same Sports Center top ten. Absolutely, both are high flyers. Uh, but yeah. but I thought that was funny. Two Indianans, but he he's the one to watch. He's he's the one, man. Um, he hit that big bucket against Kentucky uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, buzzer beater, uh, and he's just a freshman, man. He's about six five, six six. He can shoot it. He can handle it. Um, and he's only a freshman, so. He's definitely one to look for. Um, we got another kid who's a junior uh, that's over at Penn High School. Uh, his name is uh, Marcus Burton, man. This kid, he's a point guard. This kid can flat out go, man. He had 41 the other night um, against the squad. Um, and he's only a junior in high school. So um, keep your keep your uh, ears to the, to the streets on that one, man. His name is Marcus Burton, man. They call okay. him Fat Fat. Young blood is cold blooded, man. But um, you know, there's a couple of others in the area that you know that's looking promising. But those two stand out the most for me right yeah. now. Got it. All right. Well, it's a good time, man, because uh, I appreciate you coming on and talking. the 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 line is Notre Dame by two and a half. But prediction, we we got to give a prediction. You and I, uh, we'll start off with our prediction, and then we'll let the guys chime in if they want. But but. 
you know, drum roll, please. We got our celebrity guest picker. I'm assuming that you are, are choosing Oklahoma State by way of your shirt and your hat. You represent the Cowboys. So yes, I'll let sir. you start. What, what do you predict the final score to be? Who wins uh, and, and why? I'm looking at OSU, man. I, I got to go with the alma mater, man. Um, I bleed orange, the brightest orange in America. I love my Notre Dame Irish. Everybody knows that. You know, that's been the question that everybody's been shooting at me. So who are you going to go with? I'm like, dude, I got to go with the alma mater, man. I got to go with the brightest orange in America. And so I'm looking at 31-28, man, Irish. High score. Got it. High Ooh, score said game. 31-28 Irish. I think you slipped up a little bit. Yeah, 31-28 who? OSU, Cowboys. You're right. You're Cowboys. right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll go with um, – I think it's going to be a, a, a little – I think I don't think they're going to score as many points, but I do think it's going to be high 20s. I'm going to go 28 to 24 Notre Dame. I'm going 28-24 Notre Dame in a game that comes down to the wire. And Tommy Reese uh, is going to make the play call of the game. Now he's finally got the chains and shackles off of him. He ain't got Brian Kelly over him, hovering, smelling like Brute 33. You know Brian Kelly looks like he wear that Brute 33. Yeah, he ain't got that over him no more. He's got the autonomy to make his own calls. Uh, Tommy Reese is going to make the call to win the game. It's going to be some form of a play action, 28-24 to 24, Notre Dame. Uh, Big Flow Show, uh, we got to get you in here on the predictions, man. What you what you going with, man? You know, we're down Kyron Williams. He's, he's, he opted out. We've been out. We've been without the safety for a while, so I think that's not going to notice as well. But I'm going to go ahead with the Irish. I'm going to say 28-17. All right. Uh, the defense has showed up and showed out, man. I just know Mike Gundy, man. He figured out how to put points on that board, man. Hey, man his mullet. Does he still have a mullet? Does Mike Gundy still have a mullet? Yeah, he oh, yeah. He, yeah, he rocking the mullet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the mullet ain't going nowhere, dog. He keeping that in. He keeping that. I can't. I can't bet on nobody with a mullet, man. It's just something <laughs> I can't. <laughs> ETP, you get the last prediction. Notre Dame, Ohio State. Who you got? I'm gonna go with Andre, man. With I'm saying Ohio State, sorry, Oklahoma I'm State. Go with Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State. I don't want to hear y'all bragging next week. I'm tired of hearing <laughs> you. So Andre, I'm with you. It sounds like you and Bobby need to have a little bit of a wager, but I'll leave it to you between. Well, you. Hey, we'll bet a few push-ups, man. That's all I can afford these days. That's all I can afford too, dog. Do <laughs> <laughs> the mayonnaise bucket. Hey. <laughs> hey, now me and you used to be on the Madden all the time, man. Uh, like right. playing it hours and hours and hours, man. Uh, a quick, brief moment of silence for John Madden. Uh, he died at the ripe age of, of 85 years old. And I don't care who you are, if you've had anything to do in any sport, it ain't just football, but you have encountered that name, John Madden, and it's been a pleasant encounter because when he showed up to call a game, Oh, uh, you knew it was a big game, baby. When John Madden was calling it, it's a big game. Uh, Super Bowl champ as well. That gets overshadowed by all he's done in business and all he's done in broadcasting. So let's take a very brief but meaningful moment of silence. For John Madden's family, uh, We, we our prayers are with you. We all, man, because we all athletes, we all are coaches to a certain degree now. We all have trained athletes. So we see all the work that goes into it. Um, I wanted you to stay on for this segment because there's a, a young man by the name of Dior Johnson. 
point guard extraordinaire from California. He's an Oregon commit, but he is transferring now uh, again in high school, and this will be his 10th transfer. We all know all too well, and the Dr. Pepper commercial to me, I think, embodies it the best, that the transfer portal has changed the landscape of what it means to be a college athlete. I just want to deal with that concept itself, the, the transfer, because never in a million years did I think a kid that is going to transfer to his 10th high school will still be considered a premier player. In my day, that would have been considered a red flag. Kid got commitment issues, something's wrong. It's not even considered that way anymore. You can transfer at least once with no penalty whatsoever in college, and they call it this transfer portal thing. It's almost glorified to be in the transfer portal. In our day, you couldn't do that. And, and, and at the risk of sounding old, does this really embody where we are as a society? Like, like I think that sticking it out and staying at Notre Dame, despite playing behind Derek Mays, who was All-American and, and taking a red shirt my freshman year and wanting to transfer to Florida State and made some calls, to be frank. I wanted to leave. I think my mother saying, you started this, you're going to finish it. You ain't transferring. Uh, you're going to finish this out, and it's going to make you a tougher man. I think, indeed, it made me a tougher man. I think it helped me become a dad. It helped me uh, do things in life beyond just the field of play. At the risk of sounding old, does this new way of always having the transfer option, does it baby our, our, our young people? Does it does it coddle them? Does it teach them the wrong message? Dre, you, you wanted to transfer at some point, but you stuck it out. We all did. Am, am I overthinking this, or are we are we equipping our young athletes to just be soft? Yeah, I mean, I I think it it has a lot to do with a lot of those points, man. I mean, you know, it, it's really giving them an easy way to say, you know what, I quit. I want to do. I want to go somewhere else. You know what I mean? I I remember growing up. You know, you mentioned your mom made you stick things out because it makes you tougher. You know, and that's that's got a lot of truth to it. You know what I mean? But I always tell kids, look, man, when you start quitting one thing, then you're gonna quit the rest of your life. You're going to be quitting all your life. Every time something times get tough or they get a little hard for you, um, you're going to bail. You're going to be like, Oh, I'll go this way. And so I agree with you. You know, I think that, you know, it's a red flag in our eyes, but let's, let's admit, man, the society is not the same society that we grew up in at all. And so, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things that, that play a part in that. Not sure what's going on, but 10 times, it's got to be something with him. You know what I mean? I, I I get kids come home from school. I'm like, dude, what's up? You know, how, how's school going? Oh, man, I, I left. You know, why you leave? You know, well, the coach wasn't playing me or he didn't like me or, you know, it was always an excuse. You know what I mean? And that's something right. that these kids have. They have too many excuses. And they have too many options. You know, whatever food was on the table back in the day, that's what you ate, right? You, you're not eating anything else. This is the meal. This is what you get right here. So that's taken away. They have options now. And so I don't know, man. It's a lot of pros and cons, man, there. So for me, I don't like it. I, I'm old school. I got old school ways. 
Um, and that's how I coach and so, that's how I train. I like to train how I know of um, and then add a few things to it. Um, but nowadays, man, it's just it's different. Uh, ETP or Big Flow Show. We've talked about the transfer portal on here at Nauseam, and we know that now there's also ways for the institution to take advantage of the transfer portal. There are people in the transfer portal that aren't there voluntarily. They are are, uh, strongly advised to be in the transfer portal. So I think the institution, when we looked at the transfer portal as a way to equal the the playing field, create some leverage for players, there's a side of that that's true. There's also, I think, the institutions are taking advantage of it now. But, but the bigger question that I'm asking, and I know if either one of you have an opinion on it one way or another, is are we, are we undermining our kids by having the options, by allowing them to transfer? And, Dre, I love the way you put it. You say it's just a different way to quit. It's a very fancy way to say I quit. Yeah. I'm in the transfer portal. Nah, dog, you quit. You quit. And, and and I know as a as a because we are very player centric on the ball hog sports talk. We talk about it. We are, we we favor the players, man. And we looked at it as, as as favoring the players to a certain degree that they have these options and they you know they will get up and leave if if the if they're being mistreated, truly mistreated. And they do have the power of the 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 cell phone and they can black, put you on blast on social media right away. So they got some leverage. But then there's another side of it, man, that is starting to drive me a little crazy. In the Dior Johnson story of now transferring to what's going to be his 10th high school, 10th, 10th in four years, you done been to 10 schools, dog. We see it in the AAU level. I mean, these kids change teams like they change their underwear. I've been with the same program since we started AAU. Same thing on the football side. And people look at me like I'm crazy. Ah, oh, man, you know you could bring them here. Now, I, I, I just don't know, man. Ten schools, and nobody is saying anything that this 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 ain't, this ain't a red flag. Either one of you want to chime in, man, because I, I just I I think that we are doing our young people a huge disservice, and we lying to them. We lying to them because everything is not Burger King. You can't get it your way. That's the right. man that is yelling at you, calling you everything but a child of God is actually preparing you for a tough situation. It don't feel that way right then and there. It, not, it ain't supposed to. It's like cough syrup. It's supposed to be nasty right then, but it's going to help you. Either one of you wanted to chime in before we move on. I would say that uh, in general, I like, I like the grad transfer because I feel like you earned the right to leave. You've got your degree. You've accomplished the mission. And now, if you want to go do something for the last year or two, you know, if you if you hurry up and graduate early, you can make squeeze three out of it. I don't have a problem with that because you accomplish the mission of going to the school. Uh, the regular transfer portal, I just think people making real weird decisions. I heard from a very reliable source, um, the graduation rate for people who are in the transfer portal is less than 20%. Less than mm-hmm. 20% of people who... And, I just think that you see it's a disservice. You transfer, you go to a new school that doesn't really care about you. They're just seeing if you can plug a hole. If you're not everything they care about, they know you only got like a year left. They're not really worried about you. But you're right. I think the the ability to stay, in, you know, I, I didn't have a great career in Notre Dame on the football field for whatever reason. Um, but I think I grew as a person so much sticking it out and staying there. 
it would have been nice to be able to get my degree and then say, okay, I could try to see something else and try something there, but I completed the mission. I just think these kids are not completing the mission. And then they end up, you know, how many of these kids end up on the streets, not doing whatever. And to your point, it allows, it's socially acceptable now for kids, to, for colleges to run you out of Dodge and get you off the program and get you off their books. So I think it's a lose-lose in the long run. And, and there's going to be a couple quarterbacks that we see here and there that do something well. Um, but in general, I don't think we're seeing these amazing success stories with the, with the transfer portal. ETP, take us home on this subject. The transfer portal, uh, we, we've seen it glorified. We've seen it embraced. But but let's let's be honest. I think that we had, we, we got to call it what it is. It's an, it's an escape route. Uh, it's it's a it's a tap out. It's a panic button. It it it's a different fancy way to quit. Yeah, yeah, no, it, I mean it, it. It is. I think the the bigger issue is is just the amount of pressure from even earlier, right? Like you said, AAU. You got you need to be you know you need to be ranked in sixth grade in order to get the looks to get college options and everything is just because you know there's no three four sport athletes at 10 years old, 12 years old, everybody's playing, you know, basketball year round or football year round. And everything is about this pressure to commercialize. And that I think is the biggest part of what's kind of creating this culture. Cause I don't blame anybody for taking advantage of it because it's all about, well, I need to find the best option and that, and it's, it's fixed. You're on fixed time. Right. So the, the transport portal, I think in the end, We've talked about it before. It ends up becoming an advantage for the schools and a potential risk and deficit for the players because the graduation rate, you know, people, you know, they're not able to find the right fit. It takes time to develop within certain systems. It's it's unfortunate. And and it's it's really just kind of come down to the fact that we've really focused on kind of the commercialization. It's not, you know, it's not about playing in developing people it's about what's the fastest track to play professional sports which it's it's starting way too early at this point i uh i want to say to anyone who will listen parents grandparents aunties uncles that are advising these young student athletes when it comes to that call that you're gonna get when little little i'm just gonna use my own names and nobody get offended when little bobby call you they say they ain't treating me right. Urban Meyer cursing me out in the doggone meeting rooms. I ain't on the field. It's cold out here. First time away from South Florida and South Bend, and it snowed. I said it's cold, man. It, I ain't, they ain't telling me it's gonna be this cold. Yeah. When that call comes, and they say I want to transfer, we gotta start being responsible adults and saying, Nah, suck it up. Buy a bigger coat. Don't listen to what coach is saying or don't listen to how coach is saying what he's saying. Listen to what he's saying and make sure you take lessons from it. Keep on competing. It never was about your playing time. It was about your experience on campus and your ability to go get that education. Until we as a community, especially us black folk, and I know it ain't all about black and white, but here I'm going to make it about black. Because if you are in that transfer portal, according to... Big flow stats, and I haven't checked it, but he ain't never lied to me before. If you're eighty percent, you got an eighty percent chance to not graduate. You don't want to involve yourself in something like that because we are all at the age now in our forties that we've seen former teammates wash out. 
We've seen guys that don't have a degree go back home and don't know what to do. We've seen guys take what was an amazing opportunity and squander it. And so let's be the adults in the room, dare us, and tell these young people, yo, man, it's other things. You got to look at the bigger picture. Stop looking at just your playing time because that's going to go away soon, whether you like it or not. Your jump shot ain't going to be the same. Uh, and with that, you know, we'll, we're going to dig more into this transfer portal because I'm starting to look at it from another way. Um, the last thing I wanted to get out of you before we let you go, Andre, is the conversation because you are a point guard. I played with you, you know, and, and, and we was playing adult basketball league then, but you still had it. Some tell me you still got it because you're still training young people to play the position. You are a point guard, a, a, a floor general. <coughs> What's up with Russell Westbrook, man? The mystery of Russell Westbrook, he is a stat filler. But Mr. Triple-Double himself, they chose him over Rondo. Rondo on the bench don't play. The mystery of Russell Westbrook, we're going to try to at least, I don't know if we're going to solve it today, but we're going we gonna to touch on it. Is, is he the problem or is it that, that, that they have not adjusted to all of the things that he brings to the table? Because the triple-double is a triple-double is a triple-double. But for some reason, it's not resonating with wins. And the Laker faithful are starting to get a little agitated. And it seems like all fingers have been pointing at Russell Westbrook this week. And I ask you, uh, before we dig into it, is it fair? You know, I look at that game, man, and, and I watch him play. Um, you know, it's a team sport, right? Um, he's not out there by himself. He can't guard five people. He can't get every rebound. Uh, he needs to get a little bit more under control with the turnovers because, look, you can't turn the ball over uh, being that high caliber of a player and you're turning the ball over six, seven times a night, dang near. You know what I mean? Like, right. uh, But it's a team sport, man. Um, the defense is just not where they should be. When you got teams that are scoring 130 points on you that shouldn't probably get 100 points, you know what I mean? Um, that's the biggest thing for me. I'm a defensive guy first and foremost. I believe in playing defense first, and then I, I believe in allowing the defense to create your offense. Um, but to me, I don't think it's just him. Uh, you know, they got some do you good. Think the, do you think the criticism is fair? Because in this episode, grand closing, grand opening, the grand closing and grand opening when it comes to Westbrook and the likes, because you also got Carmelo on that team, Rondo on the team, it sort of is like, is this the grand closing of their careers? Because Russell, Russell Westbrook getting triple doubles was considered positive for an entire career. Now, all of a sudden, the Laker faithful have looked at that his, his stat line and said, Really, his stats are the problem because he's chasing stats. And I know that uh, Carl Anthony Thomas, uh, or what's, whatever, KAT, made some statement about him being a stat chaser. Uh, uh, is this the end of us looking at that stat line as a positive? I, I don't think so. He's, he's, he's going to do it no matter where he's at, man. That's just who he is. That's how he plays. Um, so, no, I um, – <clears throat> They they just got to come with it, man. Those guys, I don't think I don't think the coach has figured it out. I don't think Vogel has figured it out. You know, I think he's still trying to figure out what five to put on the floor at certain times of the game, closing games. Right. Uh, but I, you know, I like Rondo at the point. 
I, I think that's that's what's missing. They need a true point, somebody that's going to get guys um, in positions where they're able to score the ball effectively. Uh, that's what point guards do. Russ is not a point guard. <laughs> He's a scorer, man. He's a, you know, that's what he does. Um, and so until Frank can figure it out, um, <clears throat> you know, they're going to struggle. We're going to struggle because I'm a, I'm a huge Laker fan. I've been a Laker since 78, 79 when Magic came in there. Okay. So um, they're going to have to figure out putting a point guard at the point trusting in Rondo and allowing other guys to really uh, feed off of him as the point guard. And then those guys are going to have to play a little bit better defense. That's just period point blank. Um, but Russ is going to do what Russ does. So you're a true Lakers fan. We got, we got a bandwagon. I didn't say that. I mean bandwagon. We, we got a, a LeBron. Um, I won't say you attached a bandwagon to LeBron, but you 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 go where LeBron goes. Fair, big flow show. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, so what what do you say? Is this all Russell Westbrook's fault? Because I've noticed that a lot of people that are in your category, and I don't want to describe it negatively. I would just say people that tend to cheer for the team that LeBron is wearing that particular jersey. Is that fair? That's fair. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right. So the group of people that are like you have seen to blame Russell Westbrook. What say you? Is this is this Russ's fault? Because I didn't heard a lot of Braun fans blame it on Russ. I, in general, I've always felt that about Russell Westbrook. It's just like some people just have bad luck. You know, some people are, have good luck. Some people have bad luck. I think Russ is one of those things that you scratch your head, you can't figure it out until you just watch him in and out. But He's going to get his stats. He's going to do whatever. But, like, he just makes bowhead mistakes at the wrong time. And it, 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 it just, he's a team killer. I think he's always going to be good, always going to score points. But he needs to just go somewhere where they don't want a championship, let him score all the points he wants and have fun, look at me. But he's never going to win. I've always said I don't think Russell Westbrook will ever be part of a championship team. And I, I still feel that way. Every There's a reason why he's got all these triple doubles. And he, he has, he's been on how many teams in the last five years? A lot. You can't. They don't want him. He's Four. like, you know, they don't. Hey, go ahead, man. Just get him out of here. They say he's a good teammate. Everyone says he's a great teammate. They like him as a person. He's not bad in the locker room. I just, he just can't get it done. Is it his fault? I don't know. I think this, this is kind of a Jaritol team. I don't know how old Westbrook is, but <laughs> we went a little too far. I mean, they went a little too far with some of the age. I think Anthony Davis is soft as molasses. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough. It's a lot of things, a lot of factors right now. But I'm not counting them out yet because I think these teams that you bring together, they take a long time, uh, as you mentioned, to, to get the right chemistry to see what happens with these teams. So I'm not going to count them out yet. But the bandwagon got a flat tire right now. You got a flat tire. All right. Well, I, all I'm going to say is this, man, because you keep going to Anthony Davis, man. And we're going to be on the circuit soon Soft. doing these interviews on, on site at the, 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 the World Championship game, the Super Bowl. We're going to be on site, man. And if he see you, he might. <laughs> Try to get what you on site because you've been talking about that man for a long time, bro. Not, I got your back, but I gotta give you two minutes. I gotta give you two minutes of just y'all two. That's just the hood rules. We are gonna have a story that's to tell. You know what? You two minutes, you know y'all two, smoke. before I jump in. He doesn't want any smoke. You can see how, how long it takes that man to get off the ground. He's still a premier athlete. He don't want this smoke. Yeah, <laughs> you say you could take him. You could take him. I believe so. He's all a seven foot tall. You you got this though. I believe so. I can tap on one of his feet. He'll be down for about 35 minutes. 
Uh, ETP, Ellis, the producer, is it fair to be blaming, I call it the Russell Westbrook mystery, man. And the mystery is, why doesn't the triple-double manifest itself into wins for the Lakers? And is this his fault? Because grand closing, grand opening seems as though it is it, it, it is really suggestive that this could be the end. Uh, and he doesn't look old to me because he's still athletic as heck. He still will dunk on your head. He's still able to guard anybody on the floor. But he, he looks a little disoriented when it comes to the flow of the offense. And, you know, these stats aren't generating wins for the Lakers. What do you think, ETP, before we move on? I think it's a bit much to give him to put the blame on his shoulders fully. I mean, they've had injuries, you know, like uh, Big Flo's favorite basketball player, Anthony Davis. He's been in and out the lineup. They, they've had a ton of injuries. They're older. They're all, you know, a lot of them is their first time, you know, their first time playing together. So I think the biggest issue is that the lineup, they're trying to stuff too much into the starting five. And I think they just need to go. I've been saying it before. I think they need to get creative and, and run it like hockey. Let Russ run the second unit off the bench and just totally change the idea of how they how they run the team because you can't put four point guards on on the on the floor at the same time. There was a I think there was a game maybe two weeks ago. It was Isaiah Thomas, Rondo, Westbrook, and two other point guards on on the yeah. court. Like they, I, I gotta. It's the coach. The coach has all of these pieces to play with, and they're not making the right moves. And that's that's probably the hardest part. There's some hard decisions. I think considering a really strong second unit like hockey, where they just Clear the clear the ice and bring the second line on and you know let Carmelo shoot let Russ be the firecracker off the bench is probably the way to go but it's it's still early as crazy as it is we're past Christmas but they just they need to stop forcing it they need to start being creative they got they got Hall of Famers up and down the lineup regardless of the age I think they can all you know humble themselves and figure out a way and they all want to win that's why they're there but they're just not configuring it the right way. We got my man Andre Owens in the building. Uh, South Bend's finest went on to be the point guard of that Final Four Oklahoma State uh, team. Uh, I, we give you last word on it, man. Y you you are the point guard. In terms of, of who's on this show right now, you know, and Dre we trust. You get to make the decision. Do you change the lineup with Russell Westbrook whether it be consistent with, you know, ETP and saying he comes off the bench and, and leads the second team, Frank Vogel calls you and says, I need help. How do you suggest I maximize using Russell Westbrook? Because triple-doubles, they're not easy to come by. Right. But, but he's getting them. You get last word. What say you? How do we use Russell Westbrook? How do we answer this mystery to make sure that they get some Ws? As I said, man, you, you got to have a point guard, a true point guard. I think the lineup, the starting five definitely needs to be readjusted. Um, you got to give Rondo uh, that point guard position and just allow him to be a general. He's done it with Boston. He's done it with us in the bubble. He played outstanding in the bubble uh, for us. Um, and let him do his thing, you know, as far as being a general, you know, Westbrook is a, a Vinnie microwave type of dude, you know what I mean, from the Pistons back in the day. That brother used to come off the bench and play like 15 minutes and score 20, 25 points. Right. They just let him go, you know what I mean? And so 
that's what you got to get back to. You got to get back to putting Russ in position where you take five, got four guys with him, put them on the floor and tell them to go. You know what I mean? And then when you need somebody to close games, you know, open and close games, you got to put that point guard back out there. You got to trust in Rondo and, and allow him to lead guys because, you know, taking bad shots, you know, taking unnecessary shots, missing guys that's wide open. You know, th somebody showed a clip of Russ penetrating the other night and he had Mello on the wing. He had Bradley on the other wing. And then he had another guy in the corner wide open as he's going to the hole shooting a runner with four guys surrounded around him. You know what I mean? So a true point guard like Rondo, he's going to be able to see those guys open. He's already seen it before it happened. And that's what real true point guards do. They know that the defense is going to collapse on them. And their job is to kick it out to those guys that can actually spot up and knock down shots. And that's what Frank Vogel's got to do, man. You got to trust in the general. Rondo is that guy. You know what I mean? And then yeah. when when he comes out, you bring Russ in and tell Russ, do what you do. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do what you do. And then to close a game, you got to have that general in there. You got might it. throw Ron, uh, uh, Russ in there in the mix if you need points, but you got to have a guy in there that you can absolutely trust, man, to run your offense and get guys in position where they're able to score the ball at. And And it's simple. It's an easy game. You know, coaches say that all the time. It's an easy game. But sometimes we make it harder than what it is. And that's where your general comes into play, man. Well, we appreciate you, man, for being the floor general today, leading us to the discussion of Oklahoma State versus Notre Dame and all through the other discussions and the the what does the transfer phenomenon mean? Uh, what, what do we do with this mystery of Russell Westbrook when it comes to the Lakers? We appreciate you being a floor general here on the Ball Hog Sports Talk. Uh, I'll be talking to you. Good luck tomorrow in terms of you doing a game watch and all of that. Uh, I will you, be bro. in touch. You will be back as a guest again. Uh, my man, Andre Owens, uh, Oklahoma State point guard, South Bend's finest, and most importantly for me, a, a dear true friend and a brother of mine. We appreciate you being a guest here on the Ball Hawk Sports Talk, man. Uh, come back and come join us again, my brother. Thanks, for sure. Bro. It's love, man. All right, fellas. All, All right, my brother. Happy Be New good, Year. man. Happy Look. Oh. Uh, happy <laughs> New Year to you too, brother. Back. For sure. <laughs> yep, indeed. Uh, my man, Andre Owens there, y'all. Uh, like we say every week, please like, comment, share, tag a friend, tag a foe, tag anybody that you know. Loved having Andre on and getting his contributions, man. Um, for you guys that are in South Bend, y'all make sure y'all go support his game watch tomorrow. Been a good friend of mine, and, and honestly, man, took care of me there in town. So uh, we appreciate his contributions. Uh, before we get out of here, man, for the day, we got to at least talk about some of this NFL stuff. Um, the I, I, I saved it for last because I feel like the Cleveland Browns got robbed. Baker Mayfield threw four interceptions. Two of them should have been pass interference calls. I don't, I don't care, you know, what you say. Uh, I am the biggest Browns fans of all time. But we got robbed. And it's tough to say the ref cheated us because you sound like an idiot when you tell people that. But anybody that watched the game, at the risk of sounding like an idiot, anybody that watched the games, know, you know that the Browns got cheated. Two of those interceptions should have been pass interference called. Razul Douglas got the interception to seal the game. Uh, Razul Douglas played at the East Orange Junior Jaguars at one point. So 
Uh, I'm proud to see a fellow East Orange Junior Jaguar, which is the youth football program where I coach. I'm proud to see a, a fellow East Orange Junior Jaguar make a play. But indeed, it should have been a pass interference. Uh, I've been hesitant to talk about NFL because it took me a while to get over that. We've had two very tough losses uh, to the Raiders two weeks ago when we played with uh, the, 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 bubble, the, the bubble gum team. All 22 players out in COVID. And then this week when the refs started tripping, it's been tough. It's been tough. Um, yeah, we might be the best team <laughs> that does not make the playoffs. The Browns might make, be the best team. In the if we win the last two, we in. But we shall see. Any other co- uh, college, any other NFL playoff news y'all want to discuss? As y'all can tell, this is a sensitive topic for me. But, we, you know, yeah. what do y'all see as the games of the week? I know uh, – the Browns play the Steelers on Monday night, and Ben Roethlisberger has admitted that this could be the last year for him. So this could be his last time on Monday Night Football. Any other games worth watching that are going to have playoff implications? You got Arizona versus Dallas. That's going to have playoff implications. Uh, the Bears are out of it. You knew that. So, that, you know, that's me taking a swing at you because I don't like how you keep shaking your head just just because we I'm like I, I can see it. You not saying something is worse than you saying something because you're giving me all this energy and vibe like you want to say something bad about my brown. See, but the Bears are so trash. They're like, you look bad right now picking on the Bears. They're bad. So now you just going to kick the ugly kid. You know what I'm saying? So you, I look, look like you, a jerk. You, you lost fans, right? People look at you and say, how can he bring the Bears up? You know what Reg is going through? So that's fine. I'll take that. I won't even, I won't even defend myself. Our Bears are trash. Okay, but so are the Browns. <laughs> We're not trash. I know it, and you don't. That's the we're not trash. I get a text. I get a text. We're going to possibly go win the game against Green Bay. I get a text. I'm gonna tell everybody. I'm telling all you right now. Public. I get a text to say, "Oh, can the clowns do it? Can they get it done? Can they like?" Can the that's such a backhanded way to show support of my. You call my team the clowns. And then you say, I, like, I, I said, I'm not going to dignify that with a response. And then right after Green Bay beats us because the refs helped them out by not calling that pass interference, I get heat from a dude that y'all play in the same division. There's no way you can be cheering for the Packers. You just want to kick me while I'm down. And you're saying that I, I'm the bad person? It was just immoral. Was it's immoral. There's a certain somebody who's saying, asking crazier questions than me. I wanted to see if the clowns could do it. And you know, as you're stuck in with a 40 slip, uh, uh, ETP gave us the nice name of the Cleveland, the, the, the Cleveland Clowns. I thought that was creative. I wanted to make sure I could use that. And yeah, I thought they could do it. I, did, I hate Green Bay. I wanted them to do it, but they didn't do it. Once again, once again, they, they snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. <laughs> we did, man. We did. We did. I know not to say, what am I going to say tough after that? Other than the refs played a big role in it. Um, who do you think will be next week? The refs are going to have COVID, so that's what the problem is. Hey, I love that. COVID, At this point, we might as well put the, the two together. Game. You're right. You're right. We might as well put those two together and get backup referees because if the the the, the scheduled referees have COVID, maybe we'll get a fair shot. Uh, that now that our team hopefully is, is on the other side of COVID, 22 players out. Uh, we'll see, man. Is Dallas for real? I picked Dallas to be an NFC Championship game. I've since recanted. Uh, Dallas has played well over the last several weeks. Uh, They get to play Arizona that's struggling. The Dolphins have won seven games in a row. Kansas City is hot. 
what what's the storyline of the weekend as we watch all of these teams jockey for position for the NFL playoffs? What are you guys looking for? What team or what game should we be looking out for? I think the the Rams Ravens is important just to see if the Ravens are going to get in. And obviously the Rams are are still fighting to figure out the seating for the, for the NFC. So I think that'll be probably the most consequential game of the week. Obviously the, the Dallas Arizona game is going to kind of prove who gets higher seated to leave in the first round, but I don't think it's that big of a deal, but it should be the best game, even though Arizona came off a loss to the lions. So yeah, they better get their wake-up call, man, because the NFC looks like it's going to be a, a tough conference to come out of. So Arizona better wake up. Uh, how about you, Big Flow Show, before we go home with a little bit of uh, news uh, on the periphery, dare I say. Anything about the playoffs? I'm going to piggyback on Dallas, Arizona. I think those are two teams that we we wonder who they are throughout the year. You're still like, are they good? Are they not good? What's going on? And now that you you know we're coming towards the last couple weeks of the season, I think it's going to be a big statement game. Seeding is not as big as what is is kind of uh, ETP said that uh, it's not as much about the seeding. It's just about the statement, like who who's coming back. Because I think a lot of teams, you know, you don't know who they've been. And you see teams like Buffalo that were bad, and now they're coming back looking strong. So you start wondering, okay, are they who we thought they were in the beginning of the year? And I think this is going to be a big week for that. Big win for Buffalo, man. Uh, getting that 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 monkey off their back, and then finally uh, being able to beat uh, a healthy um surging new england patriots team so buffalo not only to get that win and reclaim the division um leading that division afc east but to do so against bill belichick um a lot of a lot of you know they played little brother to the patriots for a long time everyone in the division has to be honest uh the dolphins are the only one ironically that seems to have bill belichick's number but Buffalo's played little brother. They played the role of little brother, and they finally got the monkey off their back. So we'll see what they're able to do in the AFC. Um, uh, a lot of great football. You guys will be watching. I'll be watching. We'll see how this plays out, man. Uh, the 17th game, see, I'm, I'm ready for the playoffs. It didn't seem like a big thing at the beginning of the year, but that one extra game, like I'm ready for the playoffs. Uh, so so uh, I can only imagine the players are even more anxious and eager with this whole COVID thing looming over us. Uh, before we get out of here, man, because it's been a great, 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 great week. I appreciate you guys allowing us to interview uh, Andre Owens, man, um, a, a friend of mine and someone who who, who who treated me very well while I was there in South Bend. Um, let's go with, with this because uh, the birthday week has been birthday week for, for two celebrities, two of which are undeniably in the GOAT conversation. LeBron James turned 37 years old. He's 137 years old when he averaged all of them points. Still averaging like 28 points a game, which is crazy. Uh, and then Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods' birthday was this week. Um, does that give them the claim of the best Zodiac from a sports perspective just outright to have both Tiger Woods and LeBron James? Is this, is this Capricorn season? What season is this? Whatever season this is. Uh I mean, that's that's a lot of star power when it comes to greatest of all time conversations. Two and one, Tiger Woods and LeBron James, same week. Most star-studded birthday week from sports perspective ever. I got another week. Michael Jordan. Jim Brown. 
uh, Jerome Bettis, John McEnroe, and myself are within 48 hours of each other. Who's myself? I never heard of him. I, I'll talk to I'll just to him later. But he, uh, I'm in there three, too. <laughs> those three people are within. And Jim days. Brown, Jim Brown, and Michael Jordan share the same birthday as oh, that's a killer. The greatest athlete of all time, myself. So me, me, Jerome Bettis, John McEnroe, February 16th, and Jim Brown and Michael Jordan, February 17th. I think. Do you think that suggested that that the stars align and the certain athletic prowess has something to do with the uh, the zodiacs? The lunar, the lunar uh, schedule, whatever. Yeah, is. whatever that is. They, uh, yeah, there you go. I mean, you made it sound scientific. Lunar, L- lunar, lunar seas. Yeah, of course. You think you you buy into it? Poke holes in it. <laughs> you have the burden of proof. <laughs> I just showed you that it was true. You told me why it's not true. You're right. You're right. You're right. So I I, I say it's true too. Now I, sometimes you just gotta go on. To, you know, get on the train. I'm rocking with you. Uh, before we get out of here, man, uh, female AP, female athlete of the year is none other than Candace Parker. And this is the second time she's won it. Yeah. Shout out to her, man. She had quite a year to be able to go back home and win it for the, for the squad she put on for the squad. Uh, and she does wonderful things on TV. I love her on TV. Uh, I think she, she makes an already Emmy worthy show. She makes it even better. She does a great job on that show. Um, with with the with the crew on TNT, um, she happens to have a connection to this show. For those of you who don't know, I'll allow the Big Flow show to have his moment in the sun when it comes to this topic. Naperville Central, it's a school my son goes to. We had a good week with her. He don't go there no more. He at Northwestern now, man. Yep, you're right. That's why we doing it. And he just graduated. Shout out to my son for finishing high school three and a half years. He starts college on Sunday. We drop him off. So mine is all crazy. But Naperville Central had a good night yesterday. We had Peyton Thorne and uh, uh, Jay Reed. We come Bird uh, connect for the go-ahead touchdown. That was fantastic. And uh, Candace getting uh, female athlete of the year. So I just hope that one day my son is spoken about in the same regard as these uh, three athletes. Shout out to her, man. Candace Parker, you doing your thing, man. Congratulations on her recent marriage. She's doing it, man. Candace Parker, you go, girl. You go. Uh, that's about it, man. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Grand closing, grand opening, any grand closing, grand opening things as we transition from 2021, which has been an up and down year, a roller coaster year of a pandemic, of a lot of us dealing with loss in one shape, form, or fashion. Uh, been a crazy year for sports as everyone has tried to fight through this pandemic. We've had games canceled, we've had uh, uh, stars that had to sit out because of this pandemic. Is there any grand closing? slash grand opening as we look forward to 2022 which based on all the people that have had COVID over the last several weeks i think we finally about to get over it it's gonna finally be herd immunity because anybody and everybody's had COVID over these last several weeks this new variant showed up and showed out omicron acted a straight up donkey when it came to it it it's 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 uh uh what do we want to call it it's viral whatever they call the word there's a scientific the variant, word to the variant, no, 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 but it, it, it's viral nature of how it got passed around. High levels of transmissibility. Trans, that's the <laughs> word right there, transmissibilities. Got to uh, keep it showed out. guys on the show at all times. Get, get it all figured out. Get it all figured out. You know what I mean? So is there anything looking forward to 2022 you guys want to bring to the audience before we get, get out of here? ETP, I'll start with you. In the words of Kevin Durant, to everybody 
that is still kicking till get into 2022 you the real mvp <laughs> we all made it let's make it a better year it's been a hard long year for everybody so congratulations to make it this far keep pushing uh the big flow show as we sign off from 2021 and we yeah, check in fighting. to 2022 anything keep fighting keep fighting we've been down for for two years we're not out piggyback on what you say you, you you're the mvp you can make it happen man don't let yourself get down next year is going to be next year is going to be that year i know i said that last year <laughs> but next year is going to be that year i said it last year i was when, just you, when you're a bears fan when you're a bears fan you're so used to saying that yeah then you just it just rolls off next year is going to be the year make your next Keep year fighting. your best year <laughs> I, I did the same thing as a browns fan man i promised all y'all we was going to win the super bowl that's all i was saying in this grand closing grand opening is still not out of the realm that that could happen um as we look forward to 2022 man let's remain positive optimistic let's let's remain uh together um you never know never in a million years that i think my man Kyrie Irving was going to be okay with playing just away games the the nets just got better they they have the best uh record in the east and they just got better with Kyrie Irving coming back glad to see he'll be back on a basketball court um, but most importantly, I'm glad to call you guys family, uh, both the crew itself, ETP, uh, the Big Flow Show, but all of our viewers and listeners that have supported us over the, the, the year, throughout 2021. We appreciate you. We appreciate you being a part of the Ball Hawk Sports Talk family. Uh, we wish your families nothing but the best as we all continue to navigate this, this pandemic. Um, you know, I can't say it enough, you know, appreciate what we do have because the pandemic has taught us that, that tomorrow is not guaranteed. So make sure you appreciate the things that you do have, the people in your life, the people that are there unconditionally. Uh, make sure you appreciate them because you can replace money. You can replace a job, but you cannot replace the love and the loved ones uh, that unfortunately, uh, over the last several years, a lot has, has a lot of them um, have, have moved on, and we've lost them, and we can't replace those. So make sure you appreciate the things that are in your life, man. Uh, that is the episode, grand closing and grand opening, 2021. We say goodbye with no strings attached. 2022, we say hello with optimism. Uh, the Ball Hawk Sports Talk is going to continue to work on getting better. We're going to continue to work on delivering good content. We got the Irish tomorrow. Let's go Irish. Um, whatever sports that you consume, do so at home, y'all, because this variant is so transmittable. I think that's how I ever said it. Um, stay at home. Stay safe. Love your loved ones. That is the episode. Grand closing, grand opening. Bye-bye, uh, 2021. Hello, 2022. Like we ask you every week, humbly, please like, please comment, please share, tag a friend, tag a foe, tag anybody that you know subscribe on both our youtube channel and on whatever you use for your podcasting please subscribe to the ball hall sports talk this is your boy b brown esq aka the ball hall aka the mouth of south aka mr excessive celebration aka breezy this has been another show the last one of 2021 out we is out peace